Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network right across Australia. You are joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host, Matthew. Matthew, how are you doing this morning? Not worthy. Good, thank you so much. Oh. I'm right and chirpy today. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're incredibly grateful and glad to have you in here this morning. We've also got producer Shanna filling in for Shell and yourself filling in for Danuta as those guys are off gallivanting. and Well, not really gallivanting. They're just like up north, like three hours, spending time at ministers' meetings and whatnot. But yeah, we're, we're in the studio this morning. We're getting it done. What, what are you grateful for this morning, Matthew? I'm grateful that uh, Danuta and Michelle are away getting their tanks filled with love oh, okay. as they're always <laughs> giving love to us. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, oh, yeah, I'm just grateful that they're not here. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But we're, 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 we're stoked yeah, to be here. We, we got this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're chilling, man. I I am grateful to be here this morning on radio. And to be to be in the studio, we actually, we kind of carpooled up together. It was, it was good. You know, usually, usually like that, that doesn't, that's not really a, a thing that's happened on Faith FM. But, but given uh, that we, all of us here, myself, Matthew, Shanna, we are all living in a similar area. We could all we could all carpool up from for you know to to this to our studio. So oh, it's awesome to save money on petrol and whatnot. It makes you know what they say: um, teamwork makes the dream work. And Absolutely, team means, uh, the acronym for team. Uh, together, everyone achieves more. Oh, that's in, that's well, that's powerful for Faith FM. Yeah, for Faith FM, obviously. Hey, I also want to say Happy Reformation Day. Uh, it yeah. was it was over five hundred years ago today uh, that the Protestant Reformation begun in fifteen seventeen on the thirty first of October. That was when Martin Luther named. Nailed the, uh, nailed the thesis to the door of the church. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning here on Faith FM. And Matthew, you are going to bring us our first quiz question for today. I am indeed. Good morning, friends. Now, our first question is, what are Paul's letters called? Mm. Say that again. What are Paul's letters called? Okay. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, pretty simple question. 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is... Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. The kings of uh, unveiling yeah. the kings of Israel. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Unveiling the kings of Israel, revealing the Bible's archaeological history, getting into well, how it is that we know that not only can we see biblically that these kings reigned, but also we have discovered through archaeology, you know, through the digs in the Middle East and whatnot in the ancient Near East that these guys were really there. Absolutely. I've had the good fortune of working with Dr. Wayne French on the Tutankhamen Roadshow truck, mm. and he has mm. all sorts of goodies. He has the Rosetta Stone on there that allows us to read hieroglyphics today. Mm. We've even got the Dead Sea Scrolls on wow. there. Wow. Proves the... What we have is our current Bible in front of us. Today. Oh, that's amazing. But hey, we've got heaps of answers coming through. Guys, again, all you need to do is give us text 0491-064-669. And again, that question was, what 
are Paul's letters cool. called simply that. 0491-064-669. Hey, I want to give a shout-out this morning to the town of Gosford in New South Wales, just down on the central coast there. I was privileged to be, you know, invited down that way, down on the Central Coast way to spend time with some of the people that we, we ran, uh, well, there was a bit of a, like a Friday night kind of event and I was invited to, to go down and to share at the church there. It was such a blessing spending time with the people there and a bunch of avid Faith FM listeners as well. So shout out Gosford, shout out Central Coast, New South Wales, and the people down there just living their best lives, you know, just just getting it done and and listening to Faith FM. If you're from down that way, give us a text at 0491-064-669. Let us know how your day is. Let us know what you're up to and what's been going on. But hey, this morning, let's head over to some positively different news, if you can get that for us. Matthew, what is happening? What is happening? Sorry, in the world of positively different news. Absolutely. I'd love to share these following two articles that I've yeah. put together. The first one is, a dog of war finds loving new home after cheating death twice Whoa. in Ukraine devastation thanks to British charity. This must be the most lucky dog that we've had, <laughs> yeah. escaping death twice. Wow. Now, okay. Fortunately, it's not like cats who have nine lives. Yeah. But I'd like to continue to share how fortunate this dog is. Mm-hmm. For instance... This is a dog which twice cheated death in Ukraine after being rescued from floods and mm-hmm. surviving a Russian bombing and has found a new home thanks to a British charity. Mm-hmm. Now, heartbreaking footage showed and captured the mixed breed pup named Henry clinging for life in the rubble of a building after the Kokovka Dam in Kershon was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Now, the sound of missiles and they were dropping could be heard in the background as rescuers made their way through flood water to rescue the stricken pooch in June. Now, to avoid drowning, Brave Henry managed to doggy paddle, believe it or not, to the remains of a bombed-out building poking out of the flood waters. Now, this gentleman named Greg Tully, he's the country director for Save the Dogs. He revealed how Henry was originally found collapsed, exhausted, and barely conscious. Now, after the dam in Kershaw exploded, Henry was one of the dogs that was pulled out of the floodwaters, and he was covered in oil and sludge. There was a lot of toxic material at the bottom of the reservoir that washed out with the flood. Now, he says this, We thought this dog was all black, and then he was cleaned up, and actually, he was more white than black. He was taken mm. to a clinic in Odessa, Poland, for uh, round-the-clock treatment because mm. the toxic sludge actually caused him chemical burns. Yeah, wow. Now, what was cool is his ordeal didn't end there because shortly after his rescue, the animal clinic that was caring for him was bombed by Oof. the Russians because this is in Ukraine. Yeah, of course. Remember? Now, despite the bombardment, Henry said that the other, I mean, the dog Henry and the other animals escaped unharmed and he was moved to another clinic where he continued to retrieve treatment. This is one lucky dog. Now, just four months on, he is in a new loving home, thanks to Save the Dogs and Other Animals mm-hmm. uh, charities, supported by the Blue Crosses Ukraine Pet Welfare Fund. Oh, awesome. Uh, bro, I find this really inspiring after seeing the videos yeah. here. Um, and also, I know myself, my life was chaotic with depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. becoming mm-hmm. basically a total mess, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, mm. and socially, where you can you know, hear my testimony recorded back in August on the Looking Up podcast with Danny. Mm. Um, so, you know, I called out to Jesus and he saved me and cleaned me up. And there's a verse that says in Isaiah 118, it says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be 
as wool. Any thoughts there before I start the second story? Oh, I mean, I, I just think of like this, this dog story is obviously like so, so incredible. Like, and, and it's, it's about like all these lucky dodges of death and whatnot. And it reminds me of the Bible passage where it talks about, it's like, oh, hey, you know, like the birds of the air, they have food to eat and the sparrow is supported by God. And when one sparrow falls to the ground, even then God knows. But furthermore, like how much more of worth are you than a mere sparrow? And I mean, like, we love dogs. God loves dogs. Like, and, and dogs are amazing and cute and they're men's best friend and whatnot. But if, you know, this dog has had such a journey and narrowly escape, escaped death a number of times, but the reality is, is that God is, is wanting to, to work in our lives as well, is wanting to, 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 to reach us, uh, to help us, to enable us to to know Him, we are valu- valuable to Him, and so yeah, I think there's a fantastic lesson here. Like we, I think yeah, there's just so many things that could go wrong in life. Like I feel like every time you get in a car, you you know you it's escape. A risk. It's yeah, there's a risk. Like you you skirt, you know, skirt death and whatnot. But but God is is wanting us to to reach out to Him, to to latch onto Him, to call out to Him, so that we may know him despite the risks uh, that are here in our lives absolutely i mean reading that story you'd be mm. tempted to own to want to own that dog for you know good luck that you don't get hurt hopefully he, uh, henry's good fortune rubs off on you and protects you but here's the thing you don't need henry you need jesus yeah uh, absolutely time now the second story i've got is a short one it's about debt activists who cancelled 10 million dollars in student loan debt after buying it all for a penny on the dollar. Whoa. Now this comes from Atlanta. It comes from it's about an uplifting story of nearly 3,000 students getting a brighter future after a debtor organization bought 10 million in student loans for the purpose of cancelling it. The wow. Total, now, get this, the total of the cost of the purchase of one and a quarter pennies for every dollar debt with the low value reflecting the likelihood of the university in question. This mm-hmm. is Morehouse College who mm-hmm. is receiving that, um, that, that good fortune. Now, the purchase from the historically black college wiped out the debt for 2,777 students and it amounted to around $3,600 of debt per student from the fall of 2022 mm-hmm. school term. Now, you know, we... Yourself, Lawson, um, our Avondale University students, we can relate to this because it's about student loans. Mm. But here's the good news from a biblical spiritual perspective. In Psalms 103, 103, verses 11 to 12, it says this, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has removed our transgressions from us. God cancels our debts. Yes. That is, that's powerful. I mean, to be in the, in the, in the shoes of those students, especially, and to have their student loans cancelled and whatnot, you know, which is something, I mean, I wouldn't mind happening to myself. I, we are incredibly fortunate here in Australia. Like, Hexdebt is amazing, or fee help, or whatever it may be, that, that we have a system where it's not as pressing as in the United States, where those loans are very much like, hey, if you don't pay these loans off, like, like you go bankrupt for, really? for, for not paying those loans off in, in the United States. But it's, amazing to hear a story like this where these young people who have encumbered themselves with a massive amount of debt to, for the risk of study as well like you can go and get your degree and then for various circumstances potentially not end up with work or not out, end up with a job it's incredibly risky uh, but like the thought is, is hey the likelihood of me having a career after this is higher so therefore the the debt is worth it, it. but to completely take away that kind of of the, the weight of the anxiety there of oh man I'm I'm stuck with this dad and what I'm going to do with it like it's completely gone because 
this person paid it all. And the reality is, is like for us, the, the anxiety of, of death and the end of our life is very real and yes. very looming. And yet Jesus has paid it all to give us a brighter hope for the future. Yeah, it's like those fantastic words. news. Yeah, it comes to mind those words in him. Jesus paid it all, all to him, I owe. Um, yeah, sin has left a crimson stain and he washed it white as snow. snow. Powerful yeah. start, amazing him there. Man, awesome. So, hey, if you guys have some thoughts or some feelings on that one, give us a text over at 0491 064 You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We've got an amazing interview coming up soon with Shamani Diaz from the Toronto Adventist School, but you guys will have to wait a little bit for that one. That will be coming up at around 7.35. But right now, we have another question for the quiz. We sure do. Then, also, so our second question is, what is the last book of the Old Testament? Mm. Simple one there, guys. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I would love it if you could, guys, if you guys could get this from memory. But if not, you may crack open the Bible. You'll see it right there. If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. And what is our prize for this week, which you guys can win in the draw? If you can get that for us, Matthew. Yeah, gladly. So our book is Unveiling the Kings of Israel. Amazing. Unveiling the Kings of Israel is looking at the archaeological kind of artifacts that are associated with proving mm. the existence of these kings of Israel. Mm, absolutely. Great hey, resource. Yeah, fantastic resource. Looking at the ultimately the historicity of the Bible, the biblical figures, and what we believe to be true history that which is reflected in the Bible. Which is not all fairy tales, and it's quite accurate. Yeah, that's right. It's not a it's not a cunning fable, as the Bible says, but mm-hmm. it is really real, and this Bible aims to prove that. So again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We can already see you guys sending in correct answers. So just, just guys, get them in. Get them in. And the more, of course, the more answers that you get in, the more chances you have to win in our draw on Friday morning at quarter to nine. Again, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and I've got a couple stories to talk about. I want to start by talking about this. I want to talk about probably one of the biggest cases in corporate fraud that has taken place, well, in the last at least uh, 10 years, but basically since the collapse of Enron. Now, for those who who can think back that far, I know that, well, this is, we're talking around, you know, the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, around that time. Enron was a company in the United States that was worth at one point like $60 billion or so. And they essentially, they just cooked the books. Like it, it was a conglomerate that came together. It was like natural resources and, and pipelines and whatnot. It was based down in Texas. And it was one of like the, the darlings of Wall Street. It was this huge company. It was a massively safe bet. They had a, a, an increasingly, uh, you know, uh, increasing stock price and people were investing, 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 investing. And it turned out that, yeah, they, the, the books, uh, the accounting that that was happening there was just completely bogus and all of a sudden it came out that oh hey uh you know our company isn't running out of profit and the the guy who was responsible for that bernie madoff uh i believe was it bernie madoff anyways regardless that person the person who was responsible the person leading it like he he went to jail for life mm. as as a result of it now 
in the current era, since last year, there has been an ongoing investigation into a company called FTX. Now, FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange. Oh, no. Uh, it, is, it was at one point worth about $40 billion and now has gone completely bankrupt. And how that happened was that in you know, mid to late 2022, there was a downturn in the crypto market and FTX is a crypto exchange. So they've posited themselves, they, they have put themselves in a position to say like, yes, you put your money with us. We're kind of like a bank. So you give your, you put your crypto with us, your Bitcoin, whatever it may be. And then we like safely maybe invest it or just hold it for you, whatever it may be. And, but if you keep it with us, we promise, you know, a continual increase like most banks do, like when, with interest and whatnot. Almost exponential returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you can take it out whenever you like because, because we just hold it. We, you know, we don't dip into the funds. Uh, it turned out that that was a total lie. Uh, it turned out that in, in reality, um, FTX had an offsided company that was uh, a part of their, their group called Alameda Research. And that company was responsible for making all of the investments of FTS, the FTX that promised returns, you know, as banks do with super and whatever it may be. Uh, in the United States, you got 401k, similar setup there. And this company, Alameda Research, had actually been making their, their investment strategy was just to go all in on ridiculous, like, bets, and they just kept losing and losing and losing and losing until eventually the the CEO of the company, his name is Sam Bankman-Fried, and he's currently on trial. Uh, the the decision was made, it's like, okay, we've run out of funds to to play around with so that we can make a profit, you know, and, and try and feed that back into the, 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 the customers and the investors and whatnot. So what are we going to do now? And they decided, oh, okay, what we're going to do is actually change um, the permissions on the Alameda Research account and make it so that this particular account can take funds from customer accounts to then continue to do these bets uh, to to you know gain this this to make these gains so that we can give customers a return and what eventually happened was is they ended up 10 billion dollars in the hole so oh so imagine again you you put your money into a bank and or a group of us put our money into the bank trustingly trustingly it's like yep they're just holding my money and like especially like i have my bank account on my phone and at any moment in time i can you know just switch something from my savings account putting it into my card account and then use that to buy something uh, that that's the expectation from people they're like yep my my money is in the crypto bank and all i need to do is you know just get it out whenever i want it and so that's what people went to do when there was a downturn in the market in like 2022 they're like yeah i kind of want to pull my my money out of the exchange and then everyone came to realize simultaneously that their money wasn't there uh, because got scammed ftx had basically used it all for these really bad crypto punts and had completely lost now for for those who maybe haven't heard of ftx this company was like huge like it was sponsoring every single sporting event it was it was like they had ads in the super bowl like this was this was like this company was bigger and as valuable if not more valuable than big banks in the united states or here in australia whatever it may be like it was a company that was seen as this is the safe place 
to put your money. This is it can't fail. It's too big to fail. You know, you know, and and they have. I think they were spending like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars per year on em- ambassadors. You know, sports ambassadors and whatnot. I think they they'd pay like Tom Brady like fifty million dollars a year for twenty hours work just to be one of their ambassadors. Marketing like, campaigns they, again, and it was and it was touted and it was you know marketed to everyone as this is the safe place to put your money in, in your crypto, which is very much an, an emerging and field that is seen as dangerous and unstable. It was like, hey, you know, if you put your crypto with us, it's safe. And it turned out all to be lies. And, and now people have lost, well, they've lost billions of dollars. People have lost their life savings, all kinds of stuff because of what's happened with FTX. And now it's interesting to see in this trial that, Sam Bankman-Fried has the stand now, which is very, very rare. He's taken the stand as the defendant in this case because, well, he has been completely turned on by the rest of his associates and whatnot. They've all turned on him and said it was all his idea to do this, to commit this corporate fraud and and whatnot and to, to make these terrible decisions with his company and to steal customers' money. And now he is defending himself and his defense is literally... I didn't know that this was going on. I'm actually too dumb. And th- like that, that's, that's his last resort. Like that, that's, that's what he's result, resorted to, to say, to kind of clear his name. Uh, and because there's, there's no other option for him. And it, it really got me thinking, it got me wondering, uh, and it, it reminded me of a, a biblical story. And well, firstly, one regarding pride, like, like biblical, like Bible verses regarding pride and whatnot. And, and it was the pride of the company itself to say, hey, we can actually start stealing customer funds and we'll make a return, it's all good, and to the point where they ended up, you know, eight to ten billion dollars in the hole on customers' funds. But furthermore, um, we are very much concerned, and then the appeal of FTX was that, hey, your treasure would be in a safe place. You know, it would be it would be looked after, it would be secured. But the advice that the Bible gives, that Jesus gives in Matthew chapter 6, he says, store up your treasures in heaven. Yeah. And he says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And I think the real message for us is, you know, we live in a world of complex financial situations and things going up and down and money gained and money lost, whatever it may be. But when our heart and our treasure is really in heaven, when we are focused on the mission that God has given us and when we are taking comfort in the salvation he's provided us, that is when we are the safest. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we are going to have our next question for the quiz. Hey, friends. So what I do, what I do, Lawson, as well, is let some of our listeners who may just jump on hear the other questions as well as the one coming. Oh, now. sure. So the first question was, uh, what are Paul's letters called? Mm-hmm. That's the first question. What mm-hmm. are Paul's letters called? The second one was, what is the last book of the Old Testament? What is the book of the last? What was the last book of the Old Testament? Sorry. Awesome. And the last, this one here now is, who did Jesus teach 
the Lord's Prayer to. Man, we are giving you guys layups this morning. These yep. are these are simple questions. But hey, look, we we just want to do it because we want you guys to win this amazing prize for we this do. week, uh, which of course is the awesome and incredible unveiling the kings of Israel, revealing the Bible's archaeological history. We want you guys to have this book, and it will be drawn at quarter to nine on Friday. So, guys, the more answers you get in, the more chances you have to win the draw. Again, that number was 0491-064-669. Text the correct answer to 0491-064-669. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And with us for our guest interview in the studio this morning, we have Sharmini Diaz. Sharmini, how are you doing this morning? Very well. Thank you very much for having me today. Oh, we are stoked and excited to have you. Uh, this is kind of set up by one of the good friends of mine. She texted me and asked me, hey, do we think we can make this happen? Her name is Nah. And I was like, absolutely. We can get Sharmini in here to talk about education and schooling and what is happening here well, in the Lake Macquarie area with you know, the, the Toronto Adventist School and stuff there. But before we get into that, I just want to start with the question of you know, who are you? you know, what are you about? What are you doing? But yeah, let's, let's, let's start there. Who, who are you, Sharmini? What, what do you do? Okay, sure. Well, I'm very honoured to be the principal of Toronto Adventist School. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's mm. a great privilege. Mm-hmm. How long did... That role start for you ago? Like, how how long have you been in that position? I've been in the position since since twenty nineteen. Okay, um, I was at the school prior to that mm, time, mm-hmm. so I've been around for a while. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, getting it done. So working as a teacher in various different places, I'd imagine that's just the the nature of teaching from what I've talked to teachers about. And then you've found yourself in this position, leading out in the school there as the principal. That's right, yeah. So I spent quite a number of years in Sydney prior to coming to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And um, God brought me to Toronto um, in an Mm -hmm. amazing way. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, this is how he leads. And it's just amazing what he does. And it's been such a privilege and honour to serve him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And I could imagine too, as as a Novocastrian, as someone from like the Lake Macquarie, Newcastle area, I could imagine it was a blessing because this place is just the best. Like it's, I, I, I am incredibly, yeah, I'm so patriotic of this area. In fact, speaking of Toronto Adventist School, like I grew up uh, like less than five minutes down the road, you know, in, in, in Rathmines there. And it's just, just like a beautiful, beautiful place in the world in here in Australia, like just like bush and picturesque and green and nice. And so, yeah, you've, you've had the privilege to come up here to be working at the school there and now leading out in that space. And that's what we're going to be talking about and focusing on today is Toronto Adventure School and the amazing things that they're doing and the way that they are reaching kids and reaching the community. And I want to start doing that. I want to particularly look at the school's vision, uh, which is something that we talked about a little bit on the phone preceding this interview, for what the school's vision is and what they're trying to do. Can you give us some insight into that? Sure. Yeah. So our vision is um, hinged on three words, mm-hmm. seek, grow, share. Mm-hmm. And seek 
refers to first and foremost our commitment to God. Mm. So that's founded on Matthew six verse thirty three, which talks about seeking first. God first, mm. um, and then you know it goes on to say that all these things will be added unto you if you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's what we're about. God is number one in mm. our school, mm-hmm. um, which is a fantastic perspective to to hold and i think incredibly good for children as well to say hey well i i think you seek as well you know seeking the best interests of the children but then furthermore you know seeking after god which is in your best interest to do because that's when children can be the best supported and learn the best and and it kind of leads then into the the next aspect of the of of the motto there which is to grow that's right yeah so Obviously, with God being number one in our school, you know, growing in Christ and having that opportunity to have an education in a Christian environment um, Mm. and to be able to have the opportunity to establish that connection with Christ um, Mm -hmm. and also growing um, academically, obviously. And at Toronto, it's not just about the academics, as Mm. important as that is, it's about a holistic education. Yeah. Um, and so GROW also has a special meaning for our school mm. because we have a, a nature program mm. happening at the school. Yeah. So that um, is so important to our whole philosophy of education as well mm. and just having kids outdoors at times to – appreciate God's creation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the the idea of holistic schooling, it's been one I think that has always been maybe pervasive that how oh, you know giving kids a holistic upbringing, you know, one that is is varied in both like academic excellence as well as well-being and, and health and it's you know, something that is more nature-based. I think people have always known and and understood this and and particularly you know in in the West and then from a Christian perspective as well uh, when we go back to the writings of say Ellen White and whatnot and we see that oh hey like like having a varied schooling is well is something that is advocated for by Christians and then statistically as well we can see is in- incredibly good for children when they can you know have a schooling in an education setting that is that is uh that is holistic in that sense but you guys are really able to achieve that because of the, the location that you're at and the way that the school is set up what does that look like when you say a nature-based program uh and 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 nature-based schooling how does how do, what, what 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 picture do we get there Sure. So, first of all, we're so privileged because, yes, we are set up in a beautiful bush environment Mm. there and that really um, adds to the whole program. Mm. So, nature-based learning is really where we take children out of the classroom so they're not in the classroom all Mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. They go outside to engage in learning in nature so Mm -hmm. that that's a way of being able to learn um, and they're learning about, you know, as I said before, God's creation, lots of different things that we do during the week. So we have garden time, for example, mm-hmm. and children are learning about growing things and about harvesting. That's awesome. And they're also getting, you know, life skills because mm-hmm. they know all about gardens and then they're learning to cook. So 
Um, that that is that, fantastic. This yeah. is a primary school, by the way. Like this, that's yes, primary awesome. and pre-kinder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I can ask a question, um, Shana, uh, based on what I'm about to share now, I've noticed you're using the outdoor initiative. I've learned that in Europe they decided to do that with their kids, and they saw that their, their academic learning increased, and it's put them as the number one country in the world over there in learning compared to the US. Um, so is this a new initiative that you've made a part of the program there at Toronto or is this something you guys have been building on throughout the years? The Toronto um, school has had a garden for a very long time, but mm. this new vision was birthed in 2019. Mm. And so, yeah, and this is when we went down the road of really um, having this particular focus. Mm. And you're right, the benefits have been absolutely um, huge mm. and we have found the same thing that the academics have really been absolutely amazing because you're not having children sitting down in the classroom all day, they're getting active, they're getting a holistic education. Sunlight, we, oxygenation. That's mm. exactly right mm. and their concentration improves when they do come back inside, they're able to focus better, mm. they're calmer um, and I'll honestly tell you too, after I've been out with them in the garden space, I feel calmer when I come back inside. <laughs> For sure. It's a, it's a blessing all around. Yeah. It absolutely is. Absolutely. And I, I think this was seen as one of the benefits of, say, homeschooling in the past, that it was like uh, that kid could, kids could have that kind of varied and holistic education because they could be at home and they could be in that environment where they could experience both. But then for parents who, say, can't homeschool their kids because they don't have the time, now that schools are offering and providing something like this, it, it, it gives a new avenue to say, like, like the, the trade-off wasn't, oh, I can't homeschool my kids. So now they're just going to sit in a room all day and and not be able to have that experience at Toronto Adventist School. It's like, hey, despite not having that ability to to provide that education from a parental perspective, it's that they can receive that at school, which is f- fantastic for parents. And if I can add anecdotally, one of my really really good friends, shout out my friend Tom. Uh, we we know each other from uh, Newcastle University and, and work that I was doing there last year. Um, Tom is like one of the s- one of my smartest friends. Like every time I talked to him, he was a first year student at Newcastle University last year. He's like, oh yeah, I just got invited to some dinner like for the ducks of, you know, my class and my year and whatnot. And I'm like the highest graded student in computer science. I'm like, which at Newcastle Uni is, is a feat because they're pretty legit. But Tom is like, Tom's from the country. Like Tom is like the biggest flannel wearing country boy I've like ever met in my life. And yet in that field, because of like he was able to have an education growing up that was very nature based and whatnot and, you know, shearing sheep and then coming back in and doing his schoolwork, that kind of thing. Um, and as a result, like he's in the field of computer science. And he's like one of the highest achieving students at Newcastle Uni, which is again top two hundred uni in the world. And so, like, anecdotally, I've been able to see people who have access to that kind of education as a young kid when they're coming into their adult life. They're doing fantastically well. And, yeah, Toronto Adventure School is being able to provide that and give kids that foundation of holistic, nature-based learning, as well as, obviously, not to the neglect of, like, you know, excellence in the classroom too. Not at all. Not mm. at all. Absolutely. And as we said before, in fact, we're finding that it's actually... Um, of great benefit to what happens in the classroom. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that it's been a really interesting journey. 
Absolutely. Now, the final aspect of the motto here, the final word, share. Reflect on that for a little bit sure. for us. So when we choose to make God first in our school, obviously you can't help but want to share his love with mm-hmm. others and that's where we're coming from. Mm. Um, and so we're also obviously in the business of sharing what we learn as mm. well. But first and foremost, it's about you know, sharing the love of God with those around us. And we do that in a number of ways. Mm. So we're involved in a number of service projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we club up with our church on our campus mm. um, and we're involved in supporting a homeless um, project in our mm. Newcastle area. We also have children who um, write to elderly folks and cheer them up that way. So mm. that's a, another service project that we have running. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a number of ways that, that we do that. Oh, amazing. So seek, grow, and share. That has been the vision of the school and and what has ultimately come from it is a fantastic program where kids are, are being incredibly blessed, which is, which is awesome. Now, Toronto Adventist School, you guys, I, I'd imagine, given that it's October, you're taking your missions for next year already. Absolutely. We take them any time of the year, but absolutely this time of the year is certainly a, the the peak time of when that happens. Yeah. So, guys, hey, if you are in the Newcastle, Lake Macquarie area, jump onto your the, the website, I imagine, is torontoadventureschool.com or dot, dot .org, .edu. .edu. That's yeah. right. Hey, that's education. <laughs> uh, hey, jump onto the website there. You can check it out. Charmini, thank you so much for joining thank us you, this morning and giving us some insight into the amazing work happening at your guys' school. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Oh, just awesome, awesome stuff. Again, we want to encourage you guys, jump into the website. This is a school that is endorsed here by Faith FM. And yeah, and I've also been blessed to hear you come and speak at my university and, you know, speaking to particularly theology students and, and some of the guys there and just saying and offering, Hey, you know, we, we want to get kids in the school. We want them to be blessed and, you know, trying to, to work with parents as well to, to do the best to, to, to have kids as a part of the community there at Toronto Adventist School. So awesome stuff. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.